You're listening to Totten's Tom. What's up, everyone? You're listening to the TTP. I'm your host, Tanner Staggs. Joining me, as always, my co-host, Tyler Staggs. We had to get in here and record an episode today. It's way, way earlier than we would typically record our episodes. But, Tyler, I mean, we had to come in here and record today. I felt like um, originally after I heard the news, and I, everyone knows the news. We're going to talk about it here in just, 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 just a second. But after I heard the news, originally I was kind of like, okay, we need to move the show up. And we talked about that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Maybe we can move it up to Tuesday. And then as the day went on, it just kept like being on my mind. And eventually I was just like, okay, we got to do a fucking show today. Yeah. And so I, I go, I make myself an iced coffee, and, <laughs> which by the way, undefeated, fucking amazing iced coffee. And I was like, take one sip. And I'm like, I'm texting Tyler. We're doing an episode today. Yeah. I. Uh- I mean, like you said, whenever I seen the news broke, I was like, okay, I, I'm ready to be in there now recording. Like, we need to get this going today. And I sent you a message like, hey, well, what are we going to do? You know, we need to record earlier than Thursdays when we normally record. We need to get this out there and talk about this. So, you know, whenever you said, yeah, we'll try and work something out, then you sent me a text, hey, you good to record right now? Hell yeah, I'm good to record right now. Get your ass up here. <laughs> and so, I mean, obviously, the news that everyone is thinking about that's on their minds right now, Tennessee Titans um, bringing back ex-quarterback Rusty Smith for the 2021 season. And it's just going to be one hell of a season That's all i got to say. Man, right? why, why you got to troll our fans <laughs> like that, man? Okay, so obviously Julio Jones is a fucking Tennessee Titan. Julio. I mean, Okay, so the the number one thing that's been on my mind, and this is just weird, but like, what number is he going to wear? I just don't see him wearing the number eight. Unfortunately, they they've talked to Ryan Tannehill and AJ Brown from what I've seen so far on Twitter today, and AJ Brown has said that you know he's been talking to Vrabel some, and he's told pretty much everyone else hold off on buying any jerseys for another month or so. So I'm sitting here with my A.J. Brown number <laughs> 11 jersey. Like, are you kidding me? Dude, because, just tape Jones over it. <laughs> it's not like... Because he did say that it's obvious. He's looked up to Julio, and Julio's like a big brother to him. So if Julio comes in and he wants the number 11 to finish out his career hopefully with the Titans, then A.J. Brown's going to give him 11. Okay, yeah, because, so, I mean, there's a real possibility if he does play three years with the Titans that that's, that's it. That's it. That's it. So, um, but before we get into anything too deep, um, let's go ahead and let everyone know that there is a couple of things that could help the podcast out if they would be super kind and do that for us. Uh, and number one, first and foremost, is to help us out on social media. We're trying to get that really going and uh, I mean, obviously, we've been on social media since the beginning of the podcast, but we're trying to get things rolling on there, and we're really trying, trying to gain to some traction, get more interaction. Um, the ones that we're most active on: Twitter, Titans underscore Time, Facebook, Titans Time. Uh, you can find us on Instagram, Titans Time Podcast. I 
can't say that you're really going to see a whole lot on there right now because we've been not really on there. But also, um, Tyler, let them know uh, how to help out the the podcast in, in well, just, just in general. Continuing on with the social medias, guys, we want to hear from all our fans. We want to interact with y'all. It's fun for us. It gives sometimes it gives us another perspective that we didn't even think of because being brothers, sometimes we think too much alike. You know, By the way, I'm using my Dave and Buster's cup, keeping the logo turned around because they're not paying a shit, so I'm not giving them anything. <laughs> then why'd you even mention <laughs> them? I mean, anyways, come on. but like he mentioned, just on the podcast apps on YouTube, go and subscribe. We really yeah. appreciate it. Leave us a like on the video, share the videos. If you're on YouTube and you subscribe, turn on the post notification. I mean, it it really helps us out a lot, and we truly do appreciate it. If you already are subscribed and you're not liking and commenting on the videos, go do that because it helps more than you know. So just that little go down, take one second to like the video. Even if you don't want to go down and comment, just go down and like because it helps a lot. And um, even if we don't respond to like every comment on YouTube, I know I go and check them. I'm sure you go yeah, and check them. I mean, them. I look at them. So, yeah. you know, like I said, it just gives us a different perspective from what our fans are seeing. Yeah. Uh, so, now let's get into this. Uh, Julio Jones getting traded to the Tennessee Titans. The terms, uh, the Titans are trading. Wait, before you even let's just go ahead and say it. The J-Rob robbed the Falcons here. Yeah, I mean, I think he made a good – But we're going to talk about that, but let's get it out there what it actually is first. Um, Titans are trading a 2022 second, so from next year's draft, and then a 2023 fourth round to Atlanta. They're sending Julio Jones and a sixth-round pick in 2023. So Essentially a second-round pick. A second-round pick and then swap a fourth for a sixth in the draft after that, Uh, and then you're getting Julio Jones, which is – you're going to think that it's better than I do. I still think it's a good trade, a borderline great trade. Um, but the the fact of the matter is it doesn't matter what the details are. we got Julio Jones, and that automatically makes the Tennessee Titans a Super Bowl contender right now. Um, so go ahead and get your Super Bowl tickets for 2022 <laughs> because the Tennessee Titans are going to be there. Let's put it this way. Let's, At, put, let's put it this way. Just I don't know if you've seen this yet or not. But the Titans didn't use a first-round pick to get any of their core offensive players. They traded a... Hold up. Hold up. Okay. Hold up. Just one second. Respect my man Taylor Lewan, please. <laughs> Respect him, please. I'm talking about their... <laughs> I, that's all I'm saying. I mean, they're core offensive players. They're, no they're, number they're one, pieces. no first round they're, pick. Um, Taylor, the one at left tackle, has been a centerpiece of the Tennessee Titans offense for several, several years. Okay, you're missing the point of skill players. Linemen are not necessarily considered skill players, so they have not used a first round. He pick was a on- he was literally a top fifteen pick. The dude was a number eleven pick okay. in the NFL draft. Okay. And he's getting absolutely zero respect. Like, that's all I'm saying. The dude is literally playing one of the toughest positions in football, one of the most valuable positions in football. Have you watched the movie Blindside? Okay, it literally goes through it for you right there, lets you know why it's a valuable position. Um, And no, like, I see all these graphics going around. Taylor Lewan was a first-round pick. Okay, we are talking about skill 
players, their core skill He's players. Taylor Lewan skilled. <laughs> I mean, come on. Anyway, enough, a- for, enough from you right now <coughs> so our viewers can hear this. For their skill players, their core, they traded a fourth-round pick for Ryan Tannehill. They used a second-round pick on Derrick Henry. They used a second-round pick on A.J. Brown, and they traded essentially just a second-round pick for Julio Jones. I don't give a fuck. I'm so, fighting for the boy. Oh, my god! Like, gosh. seriously. like I, He's even on Twitter a little bit upset about it. Like He commented back on one of the infographics and was just like, dot, dot, dot. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, what happened to, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm just, I was scrolling through. I just thought that was hilarious. Like, everybody's like, yeah, so the Titans' whole offense, basically, there's no number one picks. Uh, uh, for all the people that matter, no no, no number one picks have been used. Uh, and then Tyler the ones just sit, kind of sitting there like, I know I tore my ACL, but seriously, guys, like, what's the deal? <laughs> and I feel like I could use the whole okay thing because <laughs> we're nowhere near big enough that they're going to come after us for that. So. <laughs> Who cares? Um, so let's talk about the receiving core now and kind of how things um, – <coughs> Sorry, um, are <coughs> are sh- shaping up uh, because things look a lot better now than they did just a couple of days ago. Just obviously because you throw a superstar in the mix. Um, now that we have Julio Jones, yes, would you have been okay if the Titans didn't trade for him? I would have been okay if they didn't trade for him, but. I, I'm glad that they did. I think I would have like, acted okay if they if they didn't trade for him, but I think deep and, down until we get like three when weeks the, in the season, when and, the games actually started coming around, and Julio's playing for like the Seahawks or something, and they're throwing it to DK Metcalf, and then they're throwing it to Julio, and Russ has like 15 touchdowns through three games or whatever. <laughs> um, I think I, I kind of would have been like, "Damn, I wish we would have traded for Julio." Right. And and that's what I'm saying. It would have been one of those things where I probably would have been like, man, I really wish we could have got a deal worked out for Julio, but I would have been okay with the pieces that we had. But just adding Julio to the mix, and you think about this, the Titans just have big bodies all around. Yeah, for sure. And A.J. Brown, Julio Jones, and Josh Reynolds, you can literally just move those Yeah, because they've all played slot. Yeah, they've all played in the slot. You can put them outside. I mean, you can create matchup nightmares for yeah. teams right now. Yeah. Okay, so now just to like spark a debate and whatnot, who's the wide receiver one? AJ. You think AJ Brown's still the wide receiver I, one? AJ's going to be the wide receiver one. Uh, I, and I mean, honestly, does it really matter? Like, it, no, it, it doesn't matter. Because but, right, last year we talked about how with – this is going to be funny to say now, looking back. We said that AJ and Corey were kind of like a one A one B because they were both they were both kind of on the same track, both on track for a thousand yards last season. We knew AJ was the number one guy, but Corey Davis was stepping up through most of the year and playing like what we hoped he would play like. But now we truly have that one A one B because. AJ, the reason I say he is the number one, he's the young stud. And Julio can sit back now, and instead of all the focus being on him, it's going to go to AJ, which allows Julio to have more one-on-one matchups. And, you know, he knows coming into this that 
you know, from the interview with John Robinson today, they asked him, Julio averaged like nine targets a game in Atlanta. Now he's coming to a run first team in the Titans. You have A.J. Brown over there who's going to get several targets. You know, they asked him how much the targets are going to matter to Julio. And Julio said, look, I just want to win. Like, he understands there may be games where he's targeted more, and there may be games where he's only targeted one or two times. But I hope that they targeted more than one or two times in a game. Like, here's the, if you're gonna if you're gonna bring in a guy like this, use him, use him. They're going to. And target. this is the point that I wanted to get to is that we are not we, but you know the Titans are paying a lot of money to a guy in a position where you typically would not pay a lot of money because of one thing, and that's durability. Um, so now that we actually have like a top tier top of the NFL like at least top five passing game like okay let's not put such a big workload on Derrick Henry and I know that you're going to be completely anti on this but let's not put such a big workload on Derrick Henry let's add a couple of more throws to the mix let's keep Julio uh not maybe at the same volume that he was at with the Falcons but let's keep Julio getting some big numbers. Let's keep AJ getting some big numbers. Let's give some of these other guys that we have that have some talent. Josh Reynolds, I want to talk about him here in a minute because I saw a take today that was amazing, and I have a completely different viewpoint on Josh Reynolds now. Um, and then you've got Ferkser. Like, let's utilize this passing game. I think Ryan Tannehill can be a top five, top three, if not quarterback this next season. Not saying let's not use Derrick Henry because, like, obviously he's – this amazing running back, but maybe just tone him down just a little bit so he can last the rest of his contract. Well, let me put it this way. You know, you said that I was going to be completely against that, but I on, I think I'm remembering this right. If you go back and look at last season and really break it down, the Titans, as far as run plays and pass plays, were one of the most balanced teams in the NFL when it came to that. So, yeah, now, but now, here, here's the thing. Well, hang, everybody look, else is leaning – not everybody, yeah, but, but look, most but, people are leaning more towards let pass. Me, let me make this point, though. Most other teams don't have Derrick Henry in the backfield to match with their top receivers. Exactly. So, so don't burn no, this guy out. You've listen, got you've got look, someone that's look, different look, than anyone look, else in the hey, whole entire will, NFL. Will you, will you don't let, burn him out. Shut up for a minute and let me finish my point here. Now you add – you have A.J. and Julio – and then Derrick Henry, and this is going to bring me to the point that I've had right here, is Teron Davenport put this tweet out asking, how do you want to defend the Titans? If you put a six-man box, so five defenders going back, Derrick Henry won't mind. He's averaged 5.3 yards per rush the last two years against a six-man front. So, and that's... He only averages around 4.3 rushes per game against that six-man front. So only four times a game he sees that, and he goes for over five yards a carry. Okay, you put seven guys in the box. A.J. Brown goes to work. Over the last three years, he's averaging a league-high 4.3 receiving yards per route run against a seven-man box. Eight-man box, only three guys back. Over the last five years, Julio Jones has 634 receiving yards against an eight-man box, or 163 more than anyone else. 
He's averaging 4.7 yards per route run against eight-man fronts. The best of any wide receiver with 100 or more of those routes run. So that's why I'm saying you can be even more balanced now because it's going to depend on the type of, you know, if they want to load up the box to stop Henry. If they're wanting to load up the box to stop Henry all game long, then yes, air that ball out because guys are not going to be able to do single coverage on A.J. Brown and Julio Jones. And once you start burning them with that, that's where you balance back out because they're going to be taking people out of the box and Derrick Henry is just going to have an absolute field day. Well, here's what I'm saying is that even in games where teams would would play with an eight-man box, they would stack the box, and especially in games like when Corey Davis might have been out or when A.J. Brown might have been out, um, we would see Derrick Henry – Several on several attempts run into one of those eight-man boxes. They would still run the ball. And all I'm saying is, I mean, it doesn't even have to be a whole lot, but lighten the workload on him just a little bit. In situations where it doesn't even make sense to run, don't run him, and you can save this guy maybe just a little bit and add a little bit of length onto his career. I'm pretty sure you have been on record on this podcast saying as well, though, that the more the guy gets hit and everything, he gets okay. stronger. In in a game, in a game, not over the course of a season, not over the he course of his better, career. He gets in better a game, as the season goes on. Okay, but here's the thing. In a game, in a game setting, the more that he gets hit, or the way that I like to put it, the more that he hits the defenders, he's wearing them down. Over the course of his career, though, I mean, there's obviously some wear and tear on him. I don't think you can just say, well, this guy's just going to keep getting older and he's just going to keep being more and more of a beast. I mean, every time he gets hit, it it adds like, you know, uh, like five pounds to his bench press. So, like, it, he's I got... Mean, it very well could. Well, you know, but <laughs> you could be right there. But all I'm saying is maybe save him just a little bit in certain situations where it makes sense. Because now there is a reason to. You can throw to Julio Jones. You can throw to A.J. Brown. This is a top five passing offense, a top five rushing offense. Like, you can do whatever you want. There's a – I mean – That's why I'm saying you don't just sell out on the pass. I get I'm, where, I'm, not, no, I'm not saying completely abandon the I, run. Look, I, just throw the ball, set Derrick Henry on the sideline for a whole season no, or two, look, you know, wait till we don't have Julio anymore, and then be like, all right, all right. Uh, I, look, Derek, I, come hey, on, let's uh, let's start running the ball again. I get where you're coming from, but one thing that sets up our big plays is our run game and the play action. Play action works so, whether or not you establish a run before. Not but really. because it's, In a lot of cases, team, it if does. If a team does not respect your run game, they're not going to fall for the play action. But here's what I'm saying. With Derek Henry, it works either way because if Derek Henry's on the field, they're respecting your run game. Like He doesn't have to – at this point in his career – Two seasons ago, yes, I agree with you 100%. Next year, Derrick Henry steps on the field and you fake a handoff to him, someone on the other side of the ball is shitting their pants. <laughs> like, it doesn't matter. You don't have to establish it. That fact has already been established. I mean, I can see where you're coming from, but I still think that they're going to be a very balanced offense and maybe, which we're adding a game. This year. Yeah. We can't forget yeah. that. So I don't want to go out on a limb and say that Henry's going to end up with less carries than what he had this previous year. But maybe he but, stays the same. Right. Maybe he stays the same around that you know same amount, even with an extra game added. I, I even think, and this kind of sucks to say, but I even think with uh, an extra game added, 
and I'm not I I hate comparing it to this, but you might almost see the NBA approach where at least one game this next season, and I'm not going to say more than one because all they're adding is one. But in one game this season, you might see a player sit out a game and they're not even injured. Uh, I I don't know that that'll happen, but. I'm are just saying. About, I'm not, are I'm you not talking saying about for just the Titans or around the NFL. No, around the NFL. I think you could okay, see that, that happen. That might happen. Um, and I'm not going to like say I know it's going to happen for a fact, but I would not be surprised okay, if you saw that happen. But I mean, that case could also be the same as any previous NFL season where yeah, yeah, the team but, has you know the first round by locked up and they rest their guys the final. Well, week. yeah, I'm just saying like in a game where it might actually matter, you might see a guy. As more games get added, because I don't, this is not the end for the NFL adding games onto the season. You're going to see players start to say, "This is nuts!" Like I'm not playing 20 NFL games in the course of like how long? You talking Four about months? 20 regular season games? Yeah, I'm or? not playing 20 regular season games and then going to play the playoffs in the course of five or six months. I'm going to sit out a game or two, even if I'm not injured. Now, j- kind of jumping away from that, I want to ask you. We both said that we could see the Titans getting, I believe, 11 or 12 wins before the Julio trade happened. Uh, in my opinion, it doesn't really change anything. You don't think it changes I anything? I don't think it changes anything as far as, as wins go. Well, I don't know. I could see them jump up to like a 13-win season. But right, that's what I was about to say. I could, eat, I could see them now jumping up to a, for sure, 12 or 13 wins yeah. this season. Um, I, I think – that's a possibility, but in my opinion, what this really does is this gives them a, a really, really good chance of winning, of making it through the playoffs. Oh yeah, because that you can keep up with the Chiefs now. You I, can keep up with the Tampa, which obviously this would be Super Bowl, but you can keep up with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers now. Well, and I've said, um, you know, talking to another friend today, we were talking about this, and he said to me something about with this trade happening, the Titans winning the AFC. And I said, oh, for sure, that is a great possibility now. Just like it was last year. Right. You know, it's just you increase your chances more, just like over the next couple years, their chances of making it to the Super Bowl and winning it are even greater now, I feel like. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you added a superstar. And just hope and hope and hope that this guy can stay healthy this season. Because, I mean, you're talking about, I hated saying a window, but with with Julio Jones, you're talking about a window here. I mean, how long can this guy? How long does his, is his durability going to last? There's certain players that you just you have to pull the trigger for and go and get. Yeah, them. for sure. And Julio Jones is one of those guys because it, exactly. he is just a beast. I mean, and I don't know of one cornerback in the NFL that I would say you put him one on one on Julio Jones and I think he could stop him more than not. And another thing we haven't even mentioned yet. Just imagine how much this is going to help our defense. Now yeah. our defensive yeah. backs have to line up against these guys every day in practice. Caleb Farley tweeted out, like, hey, bring all the smoke. I want it. Guess what, young fella? You're fixing to get it between A.J. <laughs> Brown and Julio Jones. I mean, I remember, I remember as a child watching Julio Jones on TV, like in warm-ups, and I'm just like, this guy is freaking nuts. <laughs> like on on a TV, you can tell that he is light years better than everyone else on the field. You have Julio Jones, who is 6'3", 220. 
you have or 220 to 230 something like that you have aj brown who's six foot six one like 230 pounds you have derrick henry who's six three basically 250 pounds <laughs> well and okay so Just here's something i was about freaks. to say like if you okay so say like someone came from a different planet okay there's four <laughs> guys on the titans that they could look at those guys next to like a water boy and they would think these are not from the same planet. Like, th- there's four guys that just are so talented and athletic that they are literally light years beyond any human being other than some other guys in the NFL. Julio, A.J. Brown, Derek Henry, and I would even go on. Go as far, probably to say. Someone like Jeffrey Simmons. Okay. Because, like... Look, whenever you're coming out, I mean, you're laying this case down strong. Four guys. Four guys. Four and I'm Well, thinking, I just... I, I, I said look, four off the top of my head, but really, look, I, I meant three, but Jeffrey Simmons I would throw I in say, that mix, too. That's what I was getting at, is I knew three of them that you were thinking of, and then I got to thinking a little bit hard. I was like, he's got to be talking about Jeffrey Simmons. Yeah. Because, you know, again, that's another guy this year who is... With the additions to the defensive line, he's fixing to eat this yeah, year. for sure. So, I mean, you literally have guys that even compared to professional athletes in the NFL, they still stand out in that setting. So, I mean, these now, they're, they just have so much athleticism. We've been bouncing around a little bit, and I just realized <laughs> that I did not let you answer your own question earlier about – who the number one receiver is going to be? Um, I, I think that I would probably say there, at least for this next season, there is no number one. After that, AJ Brown's taking over the reins. If if Julio stays, so I mean one of the one of the things for me now is like just look at the depth on this it, it, in the wide receivers, really. So. You've got A.J. Brown, who has established his, uh, himself as a wide receiver one in the NFL. You've got Julio Jones, who on any other team is a wide receiver one. In, well, in most cases, he's a wide receiver one. And like here, it's like these guys are interchangeable, pretty much. Like Either one of them could be a wide receiver one on any given day. Uh, and now, you've also got Josh Reynolds, who... I believe it was Titans Tonk on Twitter. Like this guy's basically Corey Davis. Yeah. I, I, mean, I mean, seriously, he's ba- like I'm going to pull up the numbers here. Josh Reynolds, six three, one ninety six. Okay, and then Corey Davis, six three, two oh nine. Okay, now let's look at the stats. Um, which, okay, so last season you've got Josh Reynolds at twenty five years old. Uh, he played in he well he played in all sixteen games. Uh, but he had 52 receptions for 618 yards and two touchdowns. And then, obviously, last season was really good for Corey Davis, but you look at the season before that, and Corey Davis was 43 receptions, not as many receptions, but 601 yards, two touchdowns. Like, these dudes' stats, uh, especially for Corey Davis being like a wide receiver one, wide receiver two, Josh Reynolds has been a three. 
Right. So and he's like, still going to be the three. He's right still going to be the three. But like this dude, in my opinion, if he were given the opportunity to be a one or a two. I think he would be putting up Corey Davis like numbers, like as in well, Corey Davis last season numbers. He's he's almost doing that as the wide receiver. As the three. wide receiver and three. I'm, I'm going to go out on a limb and say this: I believe this year, even though he's going to be the wide receiver three, I think he's still going to have a career year. Yeah, I think he could have a career year. year. Um, but he's basically Corey Davis, and so you're looking at this and you're you're thinking, all right, so yeah, we did lose Corey Davis. But now we have A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. So mm-hmm. where Corey Davis was, you have Julio Jones, which is a lot better. Yeah. And then you have Josh Reynolds, who's basically Corey Davis. And then your wide receiver four, you have a rookie that I was excited about as a number three guy. Right. So, like, I'm pumped about it, and I think that this offense is going to be pretty much unstoppable. And, I mean, really – the only place that you could see a little cause for concern is at tight end. I'm super optimistic about the offensive line. I mean, but even with tight end, you know, J. Rob may still have something in the works. And really, you know, we, here's the thing with the wide receiving core, and then they've got some tight ends that can get out there and block for the run. They've even got some guys that are good possession tight ends. Like they've got guys that they can plug and fill in different situations they don't have one guy that is an all-around swiss army knife you know he can catch the ball he can get out there and block he can do this and that but they've got different guys that they can use almost like a tight end by committee and it will work so in my opinion there's almost nothing to be worried about on this offense like i said i'm super optimistic about the offensive line i don't know how you feel but they've done some things really to improve it especially drafting the rookie love that dude uh, Kendall Lamb and I mean Aaron Brewer. I'm excited about him. See what he can do. Just a lot of things I'm excited about on the offense. Yeah, I mean same here. I'm excited about all those guys. I feel good about our line. I even feel you know pretty good about our tight end group, mainly because of Ferkser. Yeah, just yeah. because we know that he can go out there, run his route, get open, and he's going to catch the ball. And just Again. because I love that dude, like, <laughs> he's just awesome. So and now with adding Julio to the mix, you know. Teams definitely aren't going to be able to focus on you know Ferkser. Yeah, like as much. like the, what no. we said last week about Ferkser. Like dudes are coming in and they're like, "Yeah, you're going to be." You know, we were making jokes like, "Yeah, right. we got to worry about this guy." Like now with Julio Jones in the mix, Ferkser might not even make it into the defensive talks for the other team. Right. They literally might not even discuss this guy. And you know, you kept bringing up uh, basically Julio taking Corey Davis's place. And how Julio is so much better. John Robinson was just so smart about this because Corey Davis, if we would have picked up his fifth year option, it would have been, I can't remember the exact number, but he would have costed more this year than Julio Jones. So Damn, that's a high number. That's a high number, man. That's what I'm saying. So just look at the production difference that you're getting. There. And and dude, I mean, we're talking about a guy that like now that don't get me wrong, this is from several years ago, but like we're talking about a dude that's in his career has put up fifteen hundred yards, sixteen hundred yards, eighteen hundred well, yards, fourteen hundred yards several times. Even ten touchdowns, eight touchdowns, eight six. Factor this like in. he's I, a beast. He's probably only had like two or three seasons where he's has not hit a thousand yards. And in, uh, one, 
Yeah, three, three. And, and so, his rookie and, season, he had 959. Like, he was there. And in two of those seasons, he was hurt. One, he played five games. One, he played nine games. And one, he played 13 games. If he had, if he would have just had one more game, that was his rookie season with 959, he right. would have hit 1,000. And last year, <coughs> the nine games that he played, he still almost put up as many yards as Corey Davis. I mean, he wasn't far behind. Yeah, 771. Like, <clears throat> he was he was in the ballpark. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, <clears throat> I'm you telling you, dude, it. I'm – it's like it's – well, I guess technically since the last episode it's only been a couple of days, but it's still <clears> – <throat> it's rough. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, man, I you're, just, you're just – I got too – I got too – I got too worked up. Like, it's it's really – seeing Julio in a Titans jersey is just going to be like really – I'm going to be taken aback. I mean, look, I'm just going to say, it was like Christmas morning for me whenever I got home from church and seen the news. Yeah, like especially with excited as you get about things, like yeah. anything with the Titans. And oh, I was, like, I was jumping up and down. I was like, oh my God. Oh you jumping what? up and down like that. <laughs> it's, just uh, a, it's just a funny thought. Oh, yeah. I, I so happy. <laughs> <laughs> just think about like, I'm just going to set the scene here. Okay, so Tennessee Titans, of course, in Tennessee Titans fashion, um, week 17, Houston. And they got to win. They don't have to win. They're going to make the playoffs either way. But they got to win because they got to win the AFC South, and it's Houston. Uh, and well, Actually, let's even take it a step further. This gets them a, a first week by in the playoffs. Houston's giving them a game because they always do in week 17. Always. Um, and so... It's, you know, whatever the score is, tied ball game, one minute left. Do you not feel so much better going into that situation with A.J. Brown and Julio Jones rather than having A.J. Brown and Corey Davis? Oh, yeah, for sure. And, you know, it was so funny the other day, you know, the report come out that Julio wants to go play for, you know, with a quarterback who can throw the deep ball. Yeah. And – I've seen several people on Twitter just posting, you know, the video of him hitting A.J. Brown yeah. on that last deep shot. Uh, against the Texans. So, And that that's what made me think of that and want to bring it up because, you know, really now Ryan Tannehill can just kind of take – like he can drop back. That's one thing eyes. that we need to talk about. He, he can drop back, close his eyes, and just be like, eh. Julio or AJ down there somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> and so that's something that we've got to talk about here because, like, this guy's job just got so much easier. And have we seen the news that he's being restructured yet? Like, I'm, that's got to be coming. Um, not nothing yet. But it's that, it's a definite, right? Well, like that's happening. He doesn't necessarily have to be restructured. They could do something with Julio's contract. I did. I don't know if anything's happened with that since we've been recording, no. but I mean, I did see that they were still kind of in talks about like how that whole deal was going to be structured with the contracts. J. Rob said in his interview today that you know they're still they're yeah. talking about all that, trying to get it worked out. You know, they've been talking about that since yesterday, figuring out how they're going to make it work. But we know they're going to make it work. Like, dude, could you imagine this whole podcast and like? Tomorrow morning, they're like, we couldn't, we couldn't make it happen. No, I, I, I can't <laughs> imagine that. It would be because rough. It'd be like, Titans, or like, or like, Titan, he, there is no telling what Titans Twitter would burn down, dude. Like, <laughs> it would literally be insane. But and, either way, I don't, 
I wouldn't see that happen. Or like anyway. he fails his physical. Man, why you got to put all this negative shit out there? Dude, I, <laughs> you're right. Okay, we don't even need to think and about plus, it. Okay, he went and worked out with Derek Henry, so you know we seen he might videos. fail his physical just because he still can't like even move <laughs> after working out with Derek Henry. Like he roll, he like rolls into his physical. He's in a wheelchair, and they're like, "What's dude? We just traded for you. What's happening?" And he's like, I "Did leg day with I, Henry. I worked out with Derek Henry," uh, and they're like. God, some somebody get him in the ice bath. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, we joke about that. He could probably him and AJ Brown both can probably be in there with Henry. Yeah, dude, they can just, keep up one hundred percent. So, now, just how much easier you, does this make Ryan Tannehill's job? Like, I don't like light years. Yeah, I mean, and people still keep disrespecting him, dude. Like, even his third receiver. Aaron Rodgers would kill for that shit. Josh Reynolds, dude, he'd be he'd be <laughs> pleased. He'd be like, "Thank you for bringing me at least something, like <laughs> something to work with." Now, one thing I want to jump to: Have you seen what Colin Cowherd has said? I don't even listen to that dude, man. He's a joke. Man, I think he may just be putting this shit out there to try and get. Well, he just views. wants clout. Yeah, he. You know, he's talking about how now, since the Titans have traded for Julio Jones. It at least puts them back in talks to win the uh, AFC South. Like, the Colts. The, 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 he said that the Colts have a better defense. They have a better offensive line. They have this. They have Okay, let's look I'm at their like, quarterback situation. I'm like, dude, we just beat them out last year. We have made moves. They really to, haven't changed their defense that much. We've made moves to improve our defense, our offense – is improved. Yeah. I mean, how can you not think the Titans are going to repeat as AFC South champs? Like, you cannot tell me that Carson Wentz is going to lead the Colts to a win against the Titans. I just can't believe it. I never will believe it. If it actually happens, I might have to take a break from watching football. (laughs) He's so bad, dude. You're you're talking about – are you talking about just beating them in a game in general or beating them out Dude, for just the AFC South? Anything. Like, at anything. <laughs> Literally. He's so, like, he, his MVP season, well, not MVP season, but, like, he was, I mean, he was up in talks, like, until he tore his ACL. Anyways, that's basically winning the MVP for him because he sucks so bad. Like, <laughs> I just don't even understand. It was such a fluke. And, I, like, it had to be something with the system that year. I just, I can't even watch the dude play football like it just makes me mad well i i agree i don't think that he's going to help the colts i definitely think that the titans have the advantage at quarterback between the two teams i was just seeing a thing that like he was given pretty decent odds to win the 2021 mvp yeah you know what it is the 25 to 1 literally let me let me make sure. Let me read down the list and make sure. Uh, it, it look, I don't even see Ryan Tannehill on the list. I'm assuming better odds than Ryan Tannehill to win MVP. Oh, yeah. It, they're definitely giving him better odds than Tannehill to win it because people are still saying that the only reason Tannehill has success is because of Derrick Henry. So they're not giving him the recognition like, that Tannehill deserves. Like, dude, when is the bias against the Titans going to stop? Like, if it's, this, if he was playing in New York, if he was playing in for the New York Giants right now, 
doing what he was he's doing with the Tennessee Titans. It's not going to stop because the national media does not want to like the Titans. He would be the golden boy. It's because we, in their minds, we are not a big market team. Dude, Nashville this, is literally like okay, massive, but, man. Right, but what I'm saying is, in their minds, we're not a big market team. You know that more than likely they hated seeing this news today. Yeah, probably. But like, what does this do for Nashville? Like, imagine the people that are going to go buy tickets to watch a Titans game I, just because Julio Jones is on the team and they want to see this dude play. I can tell you someone who's probably definitely scared that Julio ended up in Tennessee, and that's Pat McAfee, because through all of this Julio watch, he's been covering it just like everyone else, and he was talking about all of these different teams that were should make a push for him. And he mentioned the Titans, and he mentioned you know the offense of Ryan Tannehill throwing the ball, Henry running it, and then having A.J. Brown and Julio Jones out there. And, you know, he's trying to push the Colts. Hey, go get Julio. Find a way to get him. And because Julio is that receiver that people ask, who is the best receiver in the NFL other than Julio Jones? Because that's what people – and he said that that's what the Titans did. And he said that's what the Titans did. They went and got that other than guy. So, you know, now – his Indianapolis Colts have to go up against that offense twice a year. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. I like and, Pat McAfee. Like, at least he's <laughs> owning up to it. Like, yeah, if they get him, like, it's going to be scary. It, yeah, it's scary. And he even said, you know, the reports are probably going to come out about what was given up for Julio Jones, like what the team gave up to get him. And he said, even today – when he seen what the Titans gave up, he was like, 25 other organizations, their fans should be absolutely exactly, pissed off dude, right like, now. Okay, just, ima- like, let's just imagine another team, uh, like even one that's not even in the, in the race, like wasn't even really in deep talks. Uh, like, let's go back to Aaron Rodgers, that point. Like, he's already pissed off at the Packers anyways. And... That could have been a move for the Packers. Like he's he's like, dude, that, you that can't give up a second okay. and, a, and a fourth? And if you're not asking for a sixth back from him, probably like a second and a fifth. He's like, you can't give that up just to give me just a, a little bit of something? Now, that would have been scary, too. Yeah, if, yeah, dude. And that Devon- might have mended fences between <laughs> the Packers and, and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Devontae Adams and Julio. Dude. <laughs> I mean... It's just I'm just glad that things worked out the way that they did because we've been able to have just a conversation of what ifs today. Oh I yeah, mean, and you know Taylor Lewan is still out there trying to uh, recruit a little bit more because Jalen Ramsey seen the news and made a comment on it. He's like, you know, hey, you know, we could have been unstoppable if y'all would have done this. And Taylor Lewan was like, you trying to come to Nashville? <laughs> <laughs> you up? <laughs> uh, so like. Just a round of applause right quick for A.J. Brown and his... He, he made it happen. He made it happen. Thank you, A.J., and thank you, TikTok. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, do we think things are over for the Titans' offseason moves? Uh, I would still like to see Rashawn Evans get dealt somewhere for um, maybe something, honestly, to help the secondary out a little bit more. Um, well, or anything, really. I don't think their moves are over. 
I think they may still try and uh, make a couple things happen. It's going to depend. Obviously, since they did have to give up some picks to get Julio, you know, as far as like trades or anything like that goes, they may not be as willing to give up picks if, you know, they can't just get it done for a player or something like that. And because, again, it comes down to it has to be one of those guys that you don't even have to think about pulling the trigger on. Now imagine they give up Rashawn Evans and get their fourth-round pick right back. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, maybe deal Rashawn Evans and, I don't know, maybe another pick for a tight end that's out there. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe like Zach Ertz, someone like that. You know, I was hoping maybe – Maybe there would be a tight end packaged in the Atlanta deal, but well, eh, can't yeah. always get what you want. It's, but you know, not uh, so Julio worked out with Derrick Henry, and now all of a sudden Julio has become a Titan. Apparently, Derrick Henry was hanging out with OJ Howard. I, <laughs> so okay, so yeah. we're talking about we're talking about AJ Brown, and we're talking about uh, Taylor Lewan, all these other guys, whatever on TikTok on Twitter. But, like, Derrick Henry is the only dude with boots on the ground actually being with these guys, getting, like, hey, you know, um, you like coming and working out with me. You see what I'm doing. I mean, you obviously know I'm nobody's going to tackle me next year. Uh, so, like, I mean, you could come. You could. You know, <laughs> like, Do you like facing one-on-one coverage? <laughs> it's like, he's like a, a like, just a, uh, I'm trying to think of what it like what it is, like a telemarketer salesman. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like calling different people in the NFL, like, I, um, you know, um, whatever wide receiver tied in. Yeah, um, I'm calling today to see if you want to come to a team that has a good chance to win a Super Bowl, and you know you well, <laughs> you'll you'll pray, basically be open all the time because we just got Julio on board, and you know we already got an up and coming wide receiver. He's a superstar. Basically, defenses are not even going to know who you are. You're probably going to have a standout year. Uh, go and cash out next year in free agency and get paid. Get a ring. Uh, <laughs> so it's basically a win-win for you. Now, another funny thing is preseason, the Titans get to travel down to Atlanta and play them in a preseason game. Yeah, I mean, that would be cool to see, uh, especially with Julio like just absolutely destroying their secondary. <laughs> Because like Atlanta's just going to be terrible next year, man. Like, I don't know. They, they uh, still have some weapons. They're going to be terrible, dude. They're going to be so bad. They still have some weapons. See, you know, like you're you're being you're carrying no, your optimism over to a completely no, different because, team. Because here's the thing, Atlanta. I'm not saying they're going to have like a Super Bowl season or anything like that, but I still don't think they're going to be in. The, like they're definitely not making the playoffs. I don't. I don't think they'll make the playoffs, but I don't see them being bottom of the barrel like the Jets, Jaguars. They might be drafted number one next year. I still don't see that just because they do have Calvin Ridley still. They added Kyle Pitts. Okay, what is he without Julio? We don't know. I mean, he still had a pretty good season even when Julio went down last year. Yeah, but – You know, I'm just saying they have pieces where – even. Even just the fact that Julio's on the roster, like that still helps Calvin Ridley some. I don't even care if well, he's not on the field. It wouldn't help in the Falcons too much, Julio being on the roster, because they couldn't afford to sign their draft picks. I'm just <laughs> – I, for one, it was a joke. Like, you know, even Julio on the sideline still draws double coverage. I, I, I know what but, you mean. You know, 
way over your head. No, it didn't go over my head. It just wasn't that. I funny. don't have anything else to talk about, really. I mean, uh, we've I'm, pretty much covered all the Julio stuff. Just, I'm excited to be in Nissan Stadium this year. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to go to a game, probably. especially for Week One. Dude, it's gonna be it's gonna be insane. It's gonna you know, be insane. Like uh, people are so hopped up about Julio. Like, got, can you just imagine when the dude comes out of the tunnel? Oh, like, it, it's gonna be crazy. It's gonna be insane. And his first touchdown in Nissan Stadium. Yeah, that'd be crazy. I mean, I'm hoping that it's gonna be, you know, at the end zone close to the Titans tunnel because that's where I'm gonna be sitting. Maybe he'll throw you the ball after he scores. Uh, hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'd be down. All right, well, that's all that I got. Um, anything else? Uh, that's all I got. Guys, make sure that you're with us on social media. Um, if you enjoyed this episode, leave us a rating. Uh, at Preferably five stars. five stars. Say something super nice. Say, uh, you know, how much you love the podcast. Everyone should listen to it. All the all the things you know that we know are true. Golly, can you sell out any harder? <laughs> um, right so, here? anyways, <laughs> make sure you're with us on Twitter, Titans underscore Time, Facebook, Titans Time, uh, Instagram, Titans Time Podcast, and that's all my stuff. I'm pretty sure. So now you go. We've already told you to go subscribe. So if you haven't already, just make sure you go do that. That's it, pretty much. I mean, like the video on YouTube and all that good shit. Uh, This has been Titan's Time, and as always, tighten up.